Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 118 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. And today for this episode, we are joined by a fabulous guest, world champion fastest pizza maker, franchisee, and lover of all things coffee, Dennis Tran. How are you doing today, Dennis? What's up, guys? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me this morning. So, Dennis, uh, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. We've been friends for quite some time, and uh, it's just it's great to have you on here. Uh, what we like to ask our guests for the very first question is just tell our listeners uh, about your story, uh, where it all began, what you've done, how many times you've worn a great big belt, you know, all the good stuff. All right. Well, I started with Domino's Pizza when I was 14 years old. Um, Back then, it was three eighty-five an hour. Uh, a buddy of mine was passing out flyers while I was in intermediate school, and he asked me to come to work with him. So I did, and hired uh, pretty much hired on the spot. And I remember filling out the application that said uh, the paper application that said name the franchisee, and you know I said it to the uh, assistant manager charge, "Hey, who who is the franchisee here? Who's the owner?" And he said Frank Meeks, and I, I misheard. And I wrote down Frank Geeks and he, you know, he looked at me, he's like, oh my God, you know, here's another one. You can't do that. It's Frank Meeks. Dude, I'm sorry. Relax. <laughs> so that was the beginning. Um, I stuck with Domino's, uh, you know, through, through middle school, through high school. Um, and eventually I joined the, uh, the assistant manager program um, and, and what kind of pushed me to that next level was that I was expecting a son at the age of 19. So, you know, I, I just had to get, you know, get my shit together. And, um, you know, after joining the assistant manager program for six months, I actually, I was passed up, believe it or not. I was passed up as my first store and I was heartbroken because the store, you know, close by to my house. And I said, you know, wow. So, uh, about a month later, my supervisor asked me to to run one of the stores in the um, inner city, which can be very challenging, as some of you may know. Um, bulletproof windows, buzzing drivers in to to get to the back of the house. Very very hard to to you know get get staffed, but you know um, we were able to get through. Uh, six months after my first store, I was promoted to a top 10 store in Team Washington, uh, which was the Georgetown location. Um, you know, back when Allen Iverson was playing at Georgetown, all those, uh, you know, amazing basketball players. And eventually I was promoted to the downtown store in uh, Washington, D.C., 13th and L, um, which served the White House and, you know, all those other uh, buildings as far as you know wizards caps whatever but super busy and in 2005 i was promoted to area supervisor uh supervised for three years with team washington and then uh you know we finally decided uh you know it was time to move on uh, we've been in tallahassee ever since 
for the past 15 years. And here we are. And how many stores do you have today? We have three stores. We recently sold uh, two, about uh, almost two years ago. We sold two stores to uh, Jerry and his team. He's got a fabulous team over there at Checkmate Pizza. So we are down to three stores now. It seems like there's a small part of that story that you may have skipped by. I think the first time I met you was, I didn't actually meet you. I was an observer while you were participating in a little known contest that Domino's Pizza has every year. What would that be? I, I don't know. It had something to do with stretching dough and putting sauce on and, and, and going fast. And I remember distinctly <laughs> seeing you before I knew you and thinking to myself, there is one cocky son of a gun. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I think when maybe I was running the program or I had some small part of it, I can't remember, but I actually met you. And it turns out that your stage persona and your real life persona couldn't be farther apart because you're just the nicest gosh darn guy I've ever met. Oh, such kind words. Here it is. I, you know, going to school growing up, I was never an athlete ever. You know, I might've played a little basketball here, a little football here, a little, you know, here and there, but I was never a true athlete. I didn't have the body. I didn't have the mentality. You know, I just wanted to hang out with the cool folks and, but I did like wrestling. Okay. So I'm a huge WWE fan and AEW fan. Now the competition to me as you know, growing up and, and being a fan and watching these guys, you know, the pizza makers, Wahid, Awesome, and Mustafa Habib. And I've been very lucky to, to be around those guys. But uh, growing up watching wrestling, you know, and seeing these guys walk into the arena and, you know, the crowd cheering, and then they come in and they do whatever they do in the ring, spit out water, I mean, do whatever, you know, that was kind of what I wanted to be. So, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, well, these, you know, these people are coming to watch the show. Me personally, I think it's like the main event of the worldwide rallies. So I said, why not just be different and just, you know, and maybe it's a tactic to, to, you know, scare off or, or make these other guys nervous or something like that. I don't know. But for me, it was more of getting some excitement going on. And, um, you know, believe it or not, it actually calms me down and I get a little bit more excited about, what entrance I'm going to do than the actual contest, which is crazy. We've done a, quite a few things, a couple things differently. Some things we have done just right there on the spot. We'll look around for any props or anything and we'll say, all right, we'll use this. This is what we're going to do real quick. And, you know, that was that. But my all-time favorite was probably 2008 in uh, Plymouth, Michigan. Team Washington flew up the day before the event. And uh, I had a red carpet cut out at a, a fabric store somewhere in Michigan, a few hours before the actual contest, Mary Lynn, Susan Fulton, like all these RDs, John Barber. I mean, everyone, you know, they came to, you know, I asked him to come to my room. We were in the hallway and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. John, you got the briefcase inside. There's going to be shoes. And he's like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I said, I swear there's shoes in there. So make sure you open it up, right? You know, make sure it's not upside down. Mary Lynn, you know, you're going to roll out the carpet. You guys, you're going to have a belt. You're going to have a belt. You're going to stand outside. And Esther, you're going to give me some, some Gatorade. I'm going to do some Gatorade. So we, we did that, you know, this is just a couple hours before the show. And it actually worked out. You know, the carpet rolled out nice and smooth on the stage. The guys had the belts out, got the sip of the, the Gatorade. And we went on and uh, we won, actually, uh, after 
Holly Raywad just broke the world record. So, you know, there's a little bit of pressure, you know, putting on a show and, and, and coming out there and exciting the crowd, but I, I don't mind that at all. You know, that's, uh, that's sparking my memory. I think that's the first time that I'd seen you close up. And now that you, you go through that story, it's going through my mind. And what's also going through my mind is what was going through my mind that day. And I thought to myself, man, this dude loves him some him. <laughs> and, and that was the last time that the three of us were actually together. We're together here today in 2008. You know, we were on stage together. So pretty cool. I had the same thought, Sam, at the time. But years later, I think it was 2012 or 14 when we did the uh, the racing pizza maker where it was two of you on the stage at the same time. We do it on the main stage at the rally and I'm in this production meeting the day before because I got to tell the the director like where the action's going to be and who to be on camera. And I got McIntyre and Doyle on the stage with me as they're going through all this. And Patrick puts a hand on my shoulder and goes, listen, when this all happens tomorrow, I don't want any shenanigans from that Dennis guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> that's that's a true story this is 100 percent true story uh, i'm gonna have to give uh patrick a call after we get off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and i think the reason that probably happened was two years prior moran came up to me before the final show and he said listen this is what we want to do and i said no yeah you guys shot that down i heard yeah you can't okay. do that. And then uh, the next day for the final, they did it anyway. So Dennis comes out and Moran pulls out a bag of pizza sauce and a syringe. And he fakes like he's putting it into the into the sauce. And then he, he pumps Tran full of pizza sauce. So he had actual pizza sauce in his veins. That was, that was funny. Good times. We thought about that. Uh, yeah. Glad <laughs> we made the finals. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, listen, Manny, I think you were part of Team Washington when this was a thing. Um, when you and I both started, Domino's Pizza was 30 minutes of free. Yes. And I remember being at a meeting one day and all of Team Washington jumped up and started hopping around yelling 23 or free. Do you Were you part of that time era? I don't know if uh, I, I remember that, but I don't know if I was actually there. I was probably too young to go to the meetings back then. Oh, that's right. You're a little younger than I am. I forgot. Drew, here's your chance. A little bit. <laughs> well done, Dennis. Well done. Yeah, I remember they were all hop. We were all talking about the 30-minute guarantee and how cool it was. And all of a sudden, Team Washington just erupted and started chanting 23 or free because they were doing 23 minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. 23 or free. Yeah, I mean, Team Washington, you know, those those guys pretty much raised me, you know, out, outside of my my home, outside of away from my parents. Those guys uh, took great care of me. I learned so much from everyone there, you know, and be more grateful. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was an amazing team for many 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 years. Let's uh, let's circle back to this world's fastest pizza maker thing for just a second, since it's going to be coming soon, and there's been a lot of posts on Facebook and. Uh, you know, your, your friends down in Indiana are talking about how fast they are. And um, how many times have you actually won the world's fastest pizza maker? I've won four times, uh, 2006, seven and eight. And then uh, again in 2016, 2012, uh, 
was very close. That was a, I don't know, some, some, some say it might've been a little controversial, but you we're, know, not gonna, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that, that. We're not discuss on this that. show. But, uh, uh, you we know. don't like to talk about controversy <laughs> uh, or, or sign stealing or anything. We're just going to skip right past that whole team calculation and how upset team Washington was at whoever was running that thing that year. So four time world champion, how many, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but I'd be surprised if you didn't. How many times has team Washington held the crown? 14. 14. Yeah. It took you a second to figure that out. 14. It's it's 14. 14 championships. Quite an accomplishment. Does that include two tray? Yes. So two tray at at one time when I was much younger, so I I won the Northeast in uh, two tray when I was living in Massachusetts. So it's like 1985, 1986. And I went to Columbus, Ohio to to see if I could make it to the big stage. And there was a, a young man there named uh, Wahid Asim that, um, I, I don't know, he was eating a hot dog before I finished my two tray. That's how fast he was. It used to be Wahid Asim, Sam. Yes, right. But he, he changed it. He added the W and it became Wahid Awesome. Yeah, right. That, that is a true story. That's just crazy because he had won, I don't know, a hundred times or something, but, um, he was crazy, just, uh, crazy fast. And then there was Mustafa. Mustafa Habib. Who else has held the crown? To be honest, I forgot his name. I think he won before I started work for team Washington, but there was one championship before that. So why he'd won seven, Mustafa won twice. And then I won four times. And Mustafa was smooth, like butter. You'd watch that guy and you'd think it was going so slow. And then you'd look at your clock and you'd be like, Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Mustafa, I, I worked with him um, in, in Washington, D.C. We actually used to be roommates. Um, okay. We, we worked at the Georgetown store and then we closed at 4 a.m. So we both wanted to uh, get a place nearby. So right upstairs above the restaurant next door, they were running out rooms. So him and I were roommates for uh, about two years. But it was just great working with him. I learned a lot. Um, not just as far as pizza making and the world's best pizza or your two trays, but just uh, being a great leader and manager, how to run numbers and things like that. So, um, yeah, Mustafa was just so quick, but he looked so slow, so smooth. Efficiency of motion. First, the first time he won, Frank Meese gave him his 1992 Lotus. So you got a 23-year-old driving around like a $100,000 car, you know? And it was awesome. He gave me a ride in there. It was cool. Windows down, of course. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify because some people may not know because it's not talked about often, but a two tray competition is exactly what it sounds like, right? We stretch a tray medium and a tray large as fast as you can. No sauce, no cheese, no nothing. Just 14 skins go. Actually, it was sauce. Oh, what sauce? It was sauce. It was yeah. sauce. Yeah, it was yes. stretching sauce. Stretch and sauce, slide. You younger kids don't know that, Drew. I actually did too. And um, placed second to some Luann Thomas person. Well, now she was Luann Thomas and now Luann Saunders. Oh, that person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty popular. She's done done great for herself. She's pretty fast too. Yeah. Yeah. End of the show. (laughs) End of the show. (laughs) So Dennis, you won't know this, but you and I have something else in common. What is that, Drew? Be scared, Dennis. Be very scared. I'm very nervous. No, 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 no. This is actually 
this is actually kind of cool. Um, in 99, my wife and I were thinking of franchising and we had two spots we were looking at. One was a new build in Palm Harbor, Florida. And then the other one was a three-store package deal in Tallahassee. Wow. Three stores. I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, nine years after that, Drew, I, I bought those three stores. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we won't we name any names but uh small world yeah, man it's, uh, no but that's yeah. that's pretty awesome were you always thinking about florida or just somewhere just somewhere both our families are down there and my wife's got a bunch of ties to florida okay. state so it was, it was like the the second spot well, no, and, well, no. yeah, yeah we're, we're a chopping house yeah dennis if someone was thinking about competing in world's fastest pizza maker and they could make great pizzas. What advice would you give to them? Where would you start? What kind of practice would you do? Give them the lowdown to to being the next Dennis Tran. Listen, for for me, and it, I'm going to tell you guys this. For me, I really didn't care about the pizza making contests until 2005. So for. 14 years. I started in 1990. For 14 years, I didn't care less. You know, I was hanging around with Mustafa and B. I was hanging out with Waheed. That was cool. But the coolest part for me, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, back then I was young, early, early 20s, was to travel, go out, you know, have a few drinks and, you know, meet people. Okay. And that's what I was looking for. As far as the pizza making contest, I, I, I really didn't care, you know. Um, but, you know, in 2004, David Carraway was sick and he wasn't feeling well. And Mustafa and Waheed were no longer there. And it something just clicked in my head. Like, let's, let's try. Let's try this thing. Let's try to win this thing. The following year, the contest was held in Orlando, Florida. And I didn't win. Um, I had a remake. And... That was, that was the inaugural year with uh, Frank Meeks bus on the trophy. Our good friend and rest in peace, Renee DeGia, won that year. And that was the second time winning the best pizza maker contest. And, you know, I was happy for him. But, you know, I remember having the, having, having, having the remake, you know, it was the first time where I actually wanted to win. And I did. And I was heartbroken and I turned around and everyone was saying, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. And, you know, while they were telling me that I was like, no, it's not, it's not okay. And I remember giving David Caraway a hug and uh, he said, you know, try better next time. So, you know, in 2006, the same old cocky Dennis Strand comes out with some white t-shirts, says the people's champ on the front security in the back. I'm out there signing autographs for, you know, for a kid that hasn't accomplished the thing at the, you know, world's fast pizza making contest. And, uh, we go out there and we break, we, we broke 55 seconds, um, for the first time. And then I remember just waiting and waiting because my qualifying time wasn't great. I had to wait for another 12 or 13 competitors before I found out I won. Um, but we won. And I remember, um, some people in the, um, in the grandstand coming down and say, Hey, you never didn't sign my shirt. Can you sign my shirt? And I remember I told him no. <laughs> so I do feel bad about that, but listen, you can have all the skills in the world. You can have all the skills in the world, but you know, if, if you 
and I, I had bad practice habits. There were times where I didn't practice at all, but you need to practice. Okay. And you need to, you need to have some confidence in yourself. And I still get nervous going up on stage, but I'm excited at the same time. But yeah, as far as pizza making, you know, there's this, there, you know, you want to use a new dough scraper, you know, your stores, some of these guys use dough scrapers to scrape the, the burnt cheese off the catch trays, scrape the ice off the make line. And then they use the same dough scraper to scrape out dough and it snags <laughs> the dough ball. So your dough ball is smooth. You know, it isn't as brown as it could be. Just the little details. You know, you, you probably want to use screens instead of the discs. Screens don't, you know, spin when you're when you're saucing your your spoodle. You want to set your spoodle with sauce every time after you sauce the pizza, you want to dip it. And then you want to make sure your slide is far enough. You want to make sure your cheese, your cheese, your hands are high enough so the cheese has time to spread as it's coming down on the pizza. If you're too close. You're going you're gonna to have a lot of chunks on the, uh, on the pizza. Then you start wiping your pizza, wiping the cheese, and, you know, it just gets, you know, super sloppy. But, yeah, as far as the pizza making contest, uh, again, you can have all the skills in the world. But if you don't have any confidence in yourself and you don't pay attention to small details, you know, even the dough trays, dough trays are different. Okay, some are warped, some are sloped down, some are dry and I guess you could just a very fine sandpaper feel to it. And then there are some that I call butter trays where they just slide out. You, you take the dough scraper and you slide it right into the dough, dough ball and it comes right up. And, and that's, that's what I like. But it's, it's all these little details that you have to pay attention to that, that will, will get you to the next level. And obviously with confidence and a little better practice that, that may get to the top. Drew mentioned it earlier, efficiency of motion. I've had the opportunity to, to watch you guys practice. I, I, you know, I remember Vegas when we did the one that there may have been some controversy around and, you know, we all met at the store. And the first thing that, that really struck me was that all of the competitors, it was like a fraternity. I mean, you're all helping each other out and you're all coaching each other. And, you know, the next day you're, for lack of a better term, going into battle. But the thing I remember most is nobody was really interested in trying to go faster per se, everybody was interested in looking for unnecessary movement and eliminating it. When Polly Graywall, okay, won in 2010 at the uh, Domino's 50th uh, birthday, I think it was. Yep. And he, he killed it. I think he did 39.1 seconds or something like that. It was stupid fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, no. I remember just looking at our guys in Washington in some are, some of us, I mean, we had our mouths open. Like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, are you serious? Somebody can go that fast? I think Polly just took me to the next level. Just, you know, made, made the, the wheels turn in my head. I said, okay, how the hell am I going to go that fast? How the hell am I going to beat this guy? Right. So then two years later, he, he, he wins again. Two years after that, he wins again. And I'm like, man, do I need it? Okay, let's go back to the drawing board here. You know, what do I need to do? Do I need to, you know, dock a certain amount of time to so get into a, a rhythm? Do I need to switch poodles? Like, what do I need to do? So, if you if you saw, you know, that from 2008 compared to 2016, two, or 2006 compared to 2016, you know, I used to dock a few times, maybe four times, flip the dough ball over, stretch it three times. And then use it, use the red handle spoodle and then go. But, you know, compared to 2016, 
I would tap three times. One, two, three. Stretch. One, two, three. And then swing down, big spoodle. Try to get one time around with a swipe inside and then go. So that definitely cut out a lot of time. And when you're going that fast, and if you're focused, everything is actually, for me, it's, it's slow motion. Okay. And people watching it say, wow, you know, this person's going super fast. Like that's crazy. But when, when you're focused and you're on, you know, you're really hard to beat. You are really hard to beat. Yeah. I, you know, I, I talk to people all the time when I'm teaching them how to make pizzas that we need to teach them efficiency from day one. We don't want to teach them how to just make a pizza. And then once they've got it, start making them efficient. Why not teach them the world's fastest pizza maker way from the beginning? I mean, if you're forming your edge in three hits, you can go twice as slow than somebody forming it in nine hits and still be faster all through efficiency of motion. And then once you get good, like you are, then you're just stupid fast. Yeah, we had an opportunity to, um, I was invited to go to Japan to train uh, their fastest pizza maker uh, competitors back in 2016. They were going to find me over there. They're going to pay for everything. And I said, you know, I'm going to take my family. So then they just gave, cut me a check and said, here you go, take the family. So instead of flying first class, I went to coach. But that was okay. So we flew to Japan. <laughs> first world problems. That's all right, man. That's all right. But, um, you know, we, we went to Japan and we got into it, you know, from the moment we got there. They picked me up from the airport, dropped off the wife and kids at the, the hotel. And uh, we went to one of their stores and they were already making pizzas. So I walked in and they were just making pizzas. And, you know, I, I said, OK, let's just let's just set up and let, let's see what you can do. So they went, they went in and they, they did, did the whole routine and their times were up for one minute, close to two minutes, some are even two minutes. He asked me, uh, so what's the problem? And I couldn't tell him the answer. <laughs> I didn't want to say, Hey, you guys are slow. And I just, I just, I just said, wow. Bob. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I hate to tell you this, but I don't know what the problem is. They just don't go fast. So he said, um, well, that's why you're here. So the pressure was on a little bit. We took a lunch break and I said, you know what? Here's the problem. These guys are docking every dough ball differently. Every single one of them. There's like no rhythm at all, at all. So we went back from lunch and I didn't mention a thing about rhythm. I said, dock this pizza for me. All, the, all these dough balls are the same size, pretty much the same weight. Dock it for me. So we had, um, one of their guys dock a pizza nine times. I said, dock another one for me. This time it was eight. Dock another one for me. This time it's 10. And I said, okay, next person. So we went through the whole spiel. All the, they had like six people there with me. And all the other pizzas were docked a, a different number of times. And I said, here's the problem. You guys have to get into a rhythm. Okay, just like a sprinter running 100, 100 meters or whatever. They know how many steps they're going to take to get to that finish line. When you're docking this pizza, you can't get in a rhythm if you're docking one pizza, one dough ball, eight times, one dough ball, 12 times, one dough ball, nine times. It has to be something comfortable. So no, you're not gonna dock this dough ball three times today, but let's start with four or five. 
So we started practicing docking. Very simple. Docking. Oh my gosh. You know? And then we went to stretching. How many times are you going to stretch? And they told me nine. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to dock it nine times. You're going to dock it and shoot for five or six. So that's what we did. They, that's what we did. And, you know, the next day we went in. I, I think they practiced after I left that day. The next day he came back and there were times went from, you know, again, some upper ones, low twos down to 115s, 120s. And, you know, they, they were so happy. And I was, I was even happier for them just to, you know, see the improvement and the impact that I just made on these guys. And they've never had anyone qualify for uh, the world's best pizza maker contest, the, the finals. No one has ever from uh, Japan or the Pacific, uh, uh, Asia Pacific qualified for Vegas and they qualified. They qualified that year. Uh, in 2018. Um, and I think she even came in maybe second or third place that year. So it, it was incredible. That had to make you feel good. Oh, I mean, you know, I was, I was upset that I wasn't up on the stage, you know, holding a belt, but I was, I was super excited for her, but you know, she was heartbroken. She did cry, but it was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. So, um, I'm going to ask you to switch hats for just a minute. Put on your Las Vegas odds maker cap and uh, give us the odds on favorite for winning the next world's fastest pizza maker. Who are you putting your money on? Well, let's see here. The West, they just had their Vegas qualifier. And Rob Hoff, Rob Hoff uh, won and qualified for Vegas with a time of 57 seconds so rob is super solid he's he's also from team washington and the central theirs is coming up i believe sometime in december okay uh currently jimmy rudlinger um has the fastest time in the u.s at 51 seconds wow yeah and uh the east the east has their Vegas qualifier on January 24th in Woodbridge, Virginia. Okay. Um, I, w- I would be there. And that is, that is a tough bracket. That is a very tough bracket. There's, I believe, four from Team Washington. There's just a lot of solid people over in the East. Okay. And I did qualify for the East um, when I uh, submitted my video with actually my, my first uh, practice round. My first video, my first time um, actually videotaping to qualify. That's the video I sent in, but it was a, it was a time of, I believe 101 or 103 or something like that. Okay. So let me, let me, let me re-ask the question, knowing that you, that you're going to the East qualifier. Um, who's the odds on favorite to finish second? <sighs> you're putting me on the spot here. On second is going to be someone from team Washington. Okay. Isn't that, right. Yeah. Second place is going to be someone from team Washington. And, and are we going to see uh, uh, Dennis Tran, world's fastest pizza maker for the fifth time? One for the thumb, I guess, as they would say in football. That was nice. nice. You can put your money on it. Yeah. Okay. So you, you heard it here first. It. And it, that's going to happen in Vegas this year. Is that correct? Or next year, I guess. That is in yeah. Vegas in, in May. That's right. Well, that is amazing. I would not bet against you. <laughs> No pressure, right? <laughs> no, 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 I, I no pressure meant. I just, 
you know, I, I've seen your work ethic. Um, you know, we've gotten some time to hang around outside of a pizza store. And uh, if you've put your mind to winning, I, I just, I wouldn't bet against you, but you know, all the guys that are, are going to be, are going to be there, you know, Werner, I, I wouldn't bet against him either. I mean, to me, what would be perfect is if you guys tied, I know you wouldn't like that, but but Warner is just such a nice guy and friend of the show. I just he's uh, Warner's awesome. Warner's awesome. He's, he's the real guy. deal. Dennis, I want to thank you for your time today. As we wrap up our interviews and our conversations with folks, we ask one last question. So here it is for you: the easiest question you'll have all day. Who's your favorite teacher growing up, and why? My favorite educator growing up. Uh, a teacher would be Miss Ann Kane in the fifth grade, and, and why? Just just because she encouraged me to 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 be a great kid and to pay attention when it was it was kind of hard for me to do so. Um, you know, she she she's just an awesome teacher, man. She definitely sticks out. But as far as a educator, um, you know, I, there's just so many. As far as not as a teacher, but people that have given me knowledge outside of dominoes and you know the you know also family and the business world um there's just so many from team washington um you know i don't forget where i came from again those guys pretty much raised me outside of my house and i've been lucky to be surrounded by those guys so team washington i love you guys i miss you guys and thanks for everything that's awesome dennis thank you so much for the time and uh wish you the best of luck and I, I've got a cool thousand on the vetting boards on you. So if you lose, I'll be coming to collect. All right. I'll have some cash in my pocket. <laughs> as you always do, there my you friend, go. as you always <laughs> do. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. If you haven't already, like us, follow us, share it online. And of course, go out and sell more pizza. And have faster fun. No, more fun. Just more fun. That's all, folks.